This is an emergency broadcast of the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. This is not a drill. Remove any children and pets from your home and go to your nearest shelter. Remember to at all times listen to the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. And whatever you do, do not under any circumstances, trust what you see. Oh, so we're going? How you doing, cuz? Hey, happy Friday! Although we record these on Sunday. Yeah, we, something, uh... something a little weird happened this weekend. <laughs> hey, how come I can't hear you? Oh, wait, there you are. Uh, you, you're right there, cuz? Can you not... Can you hear me okay? I can hear you, yes. <laughs> I've got a I've got a, a, a respirator on from work. <laughs> they were throwing these away. And so, I figured I'll keep it for when the apocalypse happens in case there's something that happens where you can't breathe very well. That's a good idea, man. Uh, I'm going to need one of those. I have fake ones. I'll take it off for the show, though. Oh, there we go. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop my camera. All right. So I'm here. How you doing, Cuz? I'm good, man. I have a good week, you know, moving in. Because since we're leaving next week, I got to put my cat somewhere where she's not alone. So I got to settle her, sell her in and then leave her. Well, you found a great place. Uh, the place you're putting her um, is known for crazy cats. So, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, by the way, it's it's also supposed to, do, it's supposed to be where we do our CE5. So I... If it's clear, I might tell you to just uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, right. if, you, if you're free, I might say, "Hey, dude, just come on over, and then we, we'll do it." I was gonna zip. I was gonna say, "I'll zip on down there. We can get it done." Yeah. yeah but exactly. first, I should say this, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. You uh, joining me as always is the wonderful. I want to believe Adam. Yes. Hell, everybody. I do want to believe. Not not so badly where I'll just fall for anything, but I do want to believe. And in fact, it's kind of the opposite way. <laughs> you want to believe, but you you need the evidence, and you and and yes, uh, right. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll I mean, I'll go on things that without evidence because I just know how the government is. But you know, if the guy like Grush, to me, he's a good guy. Anyway, yes, go on. Right, and I'm Topher. And uh, full transparency uh, to our listeners, we are re-recording um, last uh, episode. That's why it's coming. It's going up late this week. Right. Yes. Um, I mean, uh, it was it was probably too long. I think so. It got a bit boring. Right. Wink. It, wink. It, it was too long, and I, I mean, listeners, long time loyal listeners will understand uh, or will know that that I I've had personal issues um and it was in full force last sunday oh, i was man. i was drunk is what i was trying to say <laughs> and it wasn't fun to listen yeah. to and so uh <laughs> right trying to fix that now so we're gonna go ahead, re-record. You know, uh, being drunk is fun and uh yes it can be bad of course if you don't have it under control you know what i mean and yeah. uh, i think many of us especially in this country have, have issues not just with that but with other things and uh we are a drugged up society, you know, oh, so yeah. we're not alone with right. our uh, abuse issues. It, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it feels like the whole uh, medical industry needs a, 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 a rehaul. Uh, I, I'm on about my, let me see here. I've got about three or four different uh, anti-depression, anti-anxiety medications hmm. going right now. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. And, and never, never forget, they used to. 
they used to they prescribe like cocaine and heroin. Um, That's what I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <Warfing>. we, <laughs> yeah, and they still, yeah. And anyway, uh, we want to thank you all for bearing with us. Um, you know, we're we're real people. But I I know we don't use real names, but we are right. real people. We all we are real people. We got real friends and real families. Yeah. Uh, we got real problems too, you know. Yes, we do. Uh, just like the rest of you, um, I don't have. I have my own uh, problems, that's for sure. You know, none of us are perfect. We work through them. We uh, at least we all have support and family and friends that support us and love us, and that's what's what really matters, right? Well, and that's what gets us through. But right. let's enough enough personal <laughs> stuff. Let's get to the real stuff. Yes, we have a lot to go through. Yes, we um, do. Yes, yeah, so I mean, and there's a lot of videos to go through. So. Obviously, we're just going to play little snippets of them, right? Our listeners can go and, and watch and read, I mean, listen to, uh, to them in, the, in their entirety. They're all great and, and uh, important to listen to. It's been a week now since um, the long interview with Grush, right? Mm-hmm. Or more now, but I mean, it was I mean, it was a week from Sunday or last Sunday. Um, but also Greer. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. And. Dr. Greer had his event, right? Lots right. of people think Grush came out because, you know, they wanted to deflect from from Dr. Greer's event and the and the whistleblowers there. Um, but you know, Michael Schratt was there. I love Michael Schratt. Lots of people do. He's a historian, UFO historian. Um, he's definitely he's, he, what's great about him. He's not about his ego like a lot of these guys are, right? Mm-hmm. He's about the information. He's about the data. He illustrates these things, which is great. And he goes. Uh, at Dr. Greer's, and we shared this on our Rumble channel, and he did a presentation at Dr. Greer's uh, disclosure. Yes, yeah, you went through some really cool crash retrieval cases. Um, so I'm just going to play a random one, to be right, honest. Cool. I, I didn't, I didn't like, okay, cool. So here, let's listen to him. Next one, UFO crash retrieval, 1947. This is at a warehouse in Berkeley University. Albert Bruce Collins, a metallurgical engineer, deceased now. He's the primary source for this particular information. He was at the right place at the right time when this 18-wheeler tractor-trailer low boy backed in. He was this white lab coat technician. And as this thing was backing in, what he saw was an interesting egg-shaped craft. It was about 30 feet across, 15 feet high. There was a hole breach on the side of the egg, so it looked like a cracked egg with an interior yolk. This interior yolk was about three feet in diameter, and there was a composite panel bulkhead just forward of that interior sphere. Wrapped around the outer circumference of this sphere was another bulkhead. And then if you look closely, wrapped around the outer section of the craft itself was these two flat sections, and then off to the lower right, was a hull breach with shrapnel coming out of the back of it. So <laughs> someone shooting it down, you know yeah. what I mean? In 1947. This is either an implosion or it's perhaps something that goes into a much larger craft. So now we want to take you to the full color rendering, give you an idea of what that may have looked like if we were there. So this is Berkeley University, 1947. What do you think of that? That is, that is a crazy looking uh, craft. Right, and that was in '47. I mean, don't and shrapnel. Come on, I mean, th- obviously these were automated too. So imagine, imagine you're part of this these pro- these projects. You're a general, what what not? It's an SAP program secret, mm-hmm. and you know there's there's nobody in here. 
but it's it's automatically doing it. This is before transistors and stuff, right? I mean, I think we have right. vacuum tubes or something. So imagine, you know, you are those people and you see this stuff. Of course, you want to keep this secret because you want it for yourself and you want to shape society and have the technology to yourself and, and patent it or whatnot. And, you know, it could be that our artificial intelligence and computers and whatnot comes from these types of crafts, obviously shot down. It seems, you know, it, it seems likely, um, you, you know, in, in my head, just watch listening uh, to the video uh, and being able to see it on my end. Uh, it just it's what if that secondary like he calls it a yoke, you know, because yeah. he's comparing it to an egg. What if that is an alien? Ah, yeah. Because. Like a conscious so, AI or something, or right. So every time that we say the word alien or extraterrestrial, everyone always comes up with an image of their head um, of you know two legs, two arms, a, a yeah. humanoid figure is what I'm humanoid. trying to say. Right. But, but what if you know an alien that visits Earth is truly alien and just so bizarre? What if you know the sphere itself uh, is the alien? Yeah, like an oyster, you know, like the pearl and the oyster. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, who are we to say, well, it has to look like us or right. be a biological or like we or be a carbon based life form? It's going to be like a silica based life form. Exactly. What's and, the. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, like, what if it's a baby, like being born? Actually, this is an egg kind of thing. I mean, I don't know. Right. It's hard. We're just we're just thinking out loud here. Yeah, that's all we're doing. It's just it's speculation. But there, there, there's a theory. That, um, I, you probably can remember off the top of your head. I can't. Hmm. Where basically the theory is that having standing up on two legs and having two eyes facing forward uh -huh. is like the most uh, is the most uh, the uh, what, most efficient way uh -huh. that life can become sentient there's a th yeah. there's a name of the theory behind uh -huh. that i know what you mean now i'm forgetting too now yeah that it is the ideal form something right. like that i mean the universe is all uniform when you when you look at it you know i mean i, I know that people have these theories out there that if it was really alien it'll be like an octopus or something why does it look like us well i think because there are just efficient ways of being in this 3d reality mm -hmm. and it's life has figured out how to maneuver that right and i think this humanoid form is just an efficient way to be intelligent. You know, you have the front-facing eyes, so you're predator-like, or at least you can protect yourself. You have the big brain, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, just, you know, you need to create things with your hands. Something that looks like an octopus can't really create things without an opposing thumb. I mean, right. you know what I mean? And, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just, that was just the thought that crossed my head when we were listening. Yeah, to yeah. It. And, you know, maybe that's there's something behind that creating God's image. You know, that, that's, mm -hmm. in, that's in all the religions, too. Maybe there's something... Uh, uh, who where did I just read this though? That the micro, that the that the universe is actually were in someone's body. What was the? I can't remember. Anyway, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we could we could literally just sit here and talk about this for an hour. But let's move on. <laughs> those to the next be fun. Those are yeah. That'll be philosophy hour. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, now Dolan. This is before he reacted um, by himself in his own video to Grush's. Uh, uh, interview. He came on Fate to Black with Jimmy Church. Long interview, but it's it basically they're talking about Grush. It appears that um, the way that this is playing out is that none of those branches, the judicial, the executive, right, that nobody knew about 
any of this. And that is what is so surprising that I think there are certain expectations um, <clears throat> that you are uh, you are allowed access to just about anything if you have the clearances for that and you can get questions answered. This situation uh, with Crush coming forward that we have flying saucers and we have alien bodies that nobody knows about this and they were assuming that they should. And that is where the heart attacks are happening, right? Our government is like a dead body you find on the side of the road. (laughs) You walk along the sidewalk and you see this dead guy there. Like, oh, wow, looks like a dead person. Take a little stick and you poke it and he's not moving. But then you think, oh, but he's wearing the same clothes I saw him wearing yesterday. He must be fine. That's our government. We have the trappings. Oh, I'm really glad I stopped it because I really don't know where I was starting and stopping. I'm really happy that that's the clip we got from Dylan. That's so good. And you know, he's the one, and this is why I really like him too. Is the whole uh, he he always woke me up to the National Security Act, right, of 1947, right, uh, a long time ago. He's saying that that's the problem, folks. You know, when we passed that act. We basically created a uh, a shadow government, um, and you know everything's classified. And as long as we have that act, you know we have no need to know. And things like this secret is going to be kept secret from us. Well, and it's literally what Eisenhower uh, warned us, yes. what the general public about in his farewell address is when he was in, uh, in power. Yes, exactly, and I think. There are there are people that came out and came forward with Eisenhower's that he actually found out about Area 51 and was what sent people to find out what's going on. He was denied access and apparently he threatened them with with invasion that they don't tell him what's going on. He's going to invade Area 51. And that was like and that's when he came out with that uh, with that speech of his. It's 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 really good. Maybe uh, you could link that. Um, I'm sure there's a YouTube video. Yeah. I don't want to make you do like extra work. If, but if you it, remember, uh, no, it'd be easy to find. It's that one dude, one CIA guy that actually Dolan interviewed him. He uh, he doesn't do that very often, by the way. But it was a it was a deathbed confession CIA guy, and Dolan was interviewing him, and he's the one who who tells that story. Oh, cool. Um, it is a deathbed confession, though. <laughs> Whatever that's worth. But you know, you could look at the yeah. guy. The guy's dying. I mean, you know. Um, now this has been declassified. It's, um, it's the complaint of reprisal, David Grush's complaint. Um, so th- this is, on um, when we tried to record on Sunday, this is what you were having me read, correct? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Did not go well. <laughs> it, it's basically, it's, it's just the legal, the legal document yeah. uh, that I don't know how to explain it. You, you could explain it better. I mean, he's, uh, yeah. So I think. It was last year, but or this year? No, it was it was this year. Biden signed the NDAA with the National Defense Authorization Act, and in there was legal a legal pathway for whistleblowers regarding UAP and U and the UFO subject specifically. Grush is the first one to utilize this to get protection. Basically, they're saying, "Look, we know you've signed agreements. We know that the government has made you do do these things in secret. You can go to jail if you if you." come forward but we are giving you a legal pathway to do this 
with no repercussions. So that's why Grush came forward and he used this law. And that's what this complaint is. And it was signed by the uh, inspector general, uh, the law firm, basically saying he's saying that they are um, that there is a UAP program, secret UAP program that's not that's uh, not um, reporting to Congress. And that when he did find out about it, there was reprisals against him. His security clearances were taken away. And that's what he's complaining about. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that's what we have here. It's, it's just going to show that Grush did this the correct legal way. Right. Um, you know, coming forward and explaining all of this that's been going on. Yeah. And they and, and they they want to ruin his life. And that's why he did this. Now, he left the government after doing this. You know, he's saying he can do better outside the government. Um, you, everyone can. By the way, if you're listening yeah. to us and you work for the government, leave. <laughs> no, just, I don't want it. <laughs> that's not advice. Don't. If you've got a good, if you've got a good cushy job, keep right. collecting that paycheck. Just know that uh, <laughs> I won't like you because you work for me and you're not doing a good enough job. Especially if you're keeping this secret. I, you know, I, I say it a lot on Twitter. It's a crime against humanity. It has held us back. It has held our civilization yes, back. Yeah. You know, it's just. It's messed up. So I'm glad people like Grush are coming forward. We need more like him. Absolutely. Right. And just uh, free. Unless he's a plant. Yeah. There's that too. You know, you can't, you know, I I gotta (laughs) say, I gotta say, I'm not a hundred percent, you know, because of that, he still could be a psyop. This is the, sorry. This is the, the, the world of conspiracy. You never know if someone is, is uh, working for the CIA and telling you lies. Yeah, you know, or they are truly a whistleblower. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which Especially, hell, I and, yeah. and I can't remember if we touched on this previously recording this episode or last week, where there is a government body uh, that you have to report to before you can whistleblow <laughs> that basically has to approve, um, you know, what you're about to whistleblow on. Was that? Was that? <laughs> oh on, yeah. Uh, what are they called? Dopser. Was yeah, yeah, Dipser. Dipster or something, they have to approve. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't approve what you're saying, but it, it makes sure that what you're saying is not classified. So that's, that's what people right. are using against Grush is that, well, if if they if they approve that, it's not classified. Funny thing is, in his interview, he wasn't allowed to talk about Roswell when he was asked. He goes, "Sorry, I'm not cleared for that." So that's still classified. That's so again, really, I'm I'm super frustrated about that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, speaking of classified and, oh, yeah. uh, and defense budgets, or this is the Department of Defense fiscal year 2023 budget estimates. Uh, this is for DARPA. You know, it's great, great to know what they're working on. Uh, this is a nice thread here. Uh, and it goes through some of the things. This, is, this, is, this document is open for the public. No one reads. So that's why I think they just let these things um, out in the public. Yeah. But like... Scalable atomic clocks to create GPS independence from central NIST location in the event of power grid failure. Okay, that's not bad, right? Mm-hmm. We still need GPS. Warden to amplify the range and lethality of high-power microwave systems. Oh, huh. Oh, boy. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they, don't want, they won't use this against the U.S. population. Oh, I'm sure they wouldn't. <laughs> are, are you, the government has never done anything like that. No. Rapid healing for warfighter injuries. Leveraging artificial intelligence to predict, stimulate, and control physiological processes in complex tissues. Uh, so that's like super soldier stuff that uh, we're funding. 
uh, NSIA, non-surgical machine interface technology to input multiple channels of information into neural tissue. Currently oh in God. final testing transition to implementation phase. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. That's so scary. Yeah, here we go. Facilitate standard human-machine interfaces for improved workload balance between man and machine. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, they're, folks, they're coming after your brain. That's the they next. really are. They that's really the are thing that. That's the thing that I, I feel like that's the end all be all for all you know government and corporations too. Oh, you know, they, they want to be they want to be able to control your brain. I mean, that's uh, the the recent announcement for the Apple. Um, oh, what's it called? It's like the uh, AR. Oh, the new one, right? The, the, right. Yeah. They the they want to have. One. You know, they want to be able to control your brain. That's all all of this stuff is. It is. And look at this one. AAI is called Facilitation of Operator Machine Interface, Knowledge Management and Dissemination, and Social Context-Informed AI Forecasting, including focus on measuring and aggregating pre-conscious signals and how these can be used to determine what people believe to be true. Yep. Okay. See? This is what I'm talking about. Controlling <laughs> your brain. What oh people believe to be true. Basically, um, if it's not with the government narrative and our uh, corporate overlords, then it's what, what we believe to be true. And I mean, they're already doing this, not on like a technical level, but like this is all the propaganda you see in the yeah. news, uh, on your social media, all this stuff. I mean, they're already they're they, they're doing it. I'm trying to explain like so they're already doing it. They're already doing this kind of stuff, like st stuff you're seeing with your eyes, but they want to, mm -hmm. they want to control your brain, like at the physical level too. Yeah, and pre-conscious, pre-conscious signals. So it's stuff that's in your subconscious that's going to come out to your conscious. Like they want to, they want to stop it before it comes up to your conscious. Yeah. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Humans have been receiving information from the universe and whatever into our uh, subconscious for millennia. And then it mm -hmm. comes up to our conscious like, oh, yes, and that's an epiphany kind of thing, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. look, listen to this. SEMA 4, it's called the use of AI machine learning to identify, quote, false information, its origin, and its intent. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is the, the canary in the coal mine stuff. This is terrifying, folks. So, so terrifying. And it's because I think it's because they lost COVID, you know? Yeah. They, they lost. They completely lost. We won. The, you know the truth one to be to be honest it's the truth that came out and they they can't handle it so they come out they come up with these insane ways you know using ai now to like stop false information um and they get to, the whole point is they get to decide what is quote unquote false they get to decide yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's so sad that we have i had this conversation with on twitter about psychopaths ruling us and you know someone rightly said well maybe they gravitate towards these like yes they do yeah. how do we stop them he goes well maybe they're supposed to be no oh, shut God. up dude <laughs> absolutely not. i hope you hear me shut up don't be thinking like that no we're in this mess because they're in charge they should not be in charge the whole point, okay, a sociopath, they have no empathy, which means they can't right. Right. they can't feel for other people. So right. if someone else is hurt or sad, they feel nothing when that kind of thing happens. That's the last person you want to have in charge. Exactly. You need someone who empathizes. Like, fine, that person can be in the corporate world, can be a CEO of a corporation. And they are. The, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the amount of CEOs that are actual sociopaths and people have done studies about this. This is not mm -hmm. just us talk, talking off the cuff, I, I, even though we are. 
But I mean, right. we're not making stuff up, but the amount of sociopaths that become CEOs because uh, you can't feel for people if you want to get to the top. <laughs> and I, exactly. it's the same way in politics. But politicians shouldn't be like, right? Someone in public office should not have that type of behavior. Like, you should care about your fellow man, care about society, care about civilization, and not care about yourself. So, yeah, yeah I mean, a way to just weed these people out. We could, I mean, we could have a really long, you know, a boring conversation <laughs> about, you know, how uh, sociopaths get to, get to the top um, in politics. Um, and you're right. We don't. We don't need these people, and we no. don't want these people to talk. No, we, don't. we don't. But the people, who, the people who have empathy, don't want to be in politics because of how cutthroat and psychopathic it is. Just yeah. the fact. Okay, think about it. Like, for instance, uh, if you want to become a ruler, that's an insane thing to want. You know, it that's is. why it, it attracts only sociopathic people. You know. So maybe government. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people out there who are just sick of government saying that's it. Government it will never ever stop enslaving humanity. So right. you know, anarchists. They're like, just get rid of it. Completely get rid of it. And mm -hmm. I, I've seen a lot of libertarians because libertarian is like you're on the edge there because you want small right. government, right? Limited government. You're almost an anarch anarchist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's just yeah. The the further libertarian you go, the more it, it you know. Eventually, you get to uh, anarchist. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm almost I'm almost there because I don't think it's a solution. Yeah, you know, I'm and right there with human, you. Human slavery is just it's sad. Mm -hmm. um, so here's here's a <clears throat> a, hit, a hit piece by um, who is this? Uh, Forbes and, and Clay, yeah. I just wanted to say really quick, you you sent me this and said this is a good sign. Uh, if the mainstream media is putting out hit pieces against this guy, that means he's yeah. telling the truth. Yeah, I was worried. I mean, I was worried saying, all right, you know, if they may, if if New York Times comes like like they did with Elizondo and those guys, TTSA, yep. I was like, all right, New York Times, that's gotta be a psyop. And you know, kind of is stuff is coming out now. But anyways, this guy goes, claims made by UFO whistleblower David Grush are pure science fiction. Please look at his byline. I write about film, television, pop culture, and other fun stuff. <laughs> this is what journalism is nowadays, and this is why I hate I again I don't have a lot of hate in my heart don't like people who call themselves journalists because they don't actually do journalism nowadays. They they're, they're activists who write. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're activists who write or they get paid by whoever to write these things. Right. Sponsored posts. It's called in the, in the field. Mm -hmm. um, look at this. Now they're trying to, if you remember Topher during COVID, they basically uh, politicized it and they politicized yep. everything. The jabs, the mask, the lockdown. It was all politics, right? So now yes. they're trying that with this. UFO whistleblower meets a conspiracy-loving Congress. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Wired Magazine. You guys, what happened to you? Seriously, what happened to Wired? I used to like love Wired Magazine. Man. Uh it's it's there is wired and uh oh shoot. Uh, no 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 um ah, vice it. no vice yes vice yeah vice was so good they were so good yeah, yeah and then they went completely nuts yeah and that's why they're bankrupt you know all these yep. all these guys that go woke i just don't understand it so fresh hey, claims for us Intelligence officer about intact alien craft may get traction on Capitol Hill, where some lawmakers want to believe. <laughs> hey, that's your nickname. Oh yeah, that's right. Maybe I should run for Congress, huh? <laughs> With that guy Boucher. 
<laughs> yeah, they'll eat me up and just, I don't know, man. Well, uh, you know what they're going to do? Is they're going to make you have sex with a kid and then film it. That's right. That's what my brother <laughs> said they would do. He said, for sure, they'll make you do that. I trick you. Yeah. Say, ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. well, now we gotcha. Well, I'm and then they'll they'll do that thing where... Uh, <laughs> Okay, sorry. I might, I might, I might cut this. Have you? Okay. Do you know the conspiracy? Like all these, um, the the politicians or like famous and or rich people, they always end up with like a black eye. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even the Pope. Yeah, and they think it's like in a well, or the the theory is something gets injected into their like like into their brain through that eye and you know oh. or something along those lines i can't remember like, like initiation too like they have to get beat yeah. up or something right right or and that's the other way i've seen it where yeah. they got they have to get like beat up or something yeah mm -hmm. yeah in front of everyone or it's humiliation something right like that. right uh, all right whatever. sorry go ahead and continue on this all right uh, so uh well dolan here we're back to dolan again but he did a an hour presentation by himself and his and his opinion of what's what's going on, um, he does conclude a really cool conclusion. At the end, he says this is not a coincidence. That's all happening at the same time. Is he saying it's a psyop? No, but you know he does think there's some kind of invasion going on, and it's been going on for eighty years. Um, in a way, he thinks these non-human intelligences. He says they're not not they're not good, and he thinks they've been taking over the planet in a way uh, by gifting us technology by pushing pushing civilization to where it is now just so they can come in and take over basically um i think that's where he's saying here it's lizard people <laughs> lizard people yeah why files <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, lizard people <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> yeah, take a listen that's for sure uh, uh last big thought i want to leave you with here I don't think we're living in a world of coincidences in the sense of, you know, first of all, we're, we're dealing with a massive influx of UFO activity worldwide. You know, it's one thing people will say, well, the aliens have been here forever. They've been here for as long as we've been here. Um, I think that's kind of a lazy answer. I, I don't think that's a helpful way for us to look at the UFO or alien phenomenon to say, oh, well, they've always been here. Uh, what I would say is there's a, a reasonable hypothesis that we have been monitored and looked at for a long time. Yes, I, I tend to believe that. Although I'm going to point out any of the fans of Ancient Aliens, and I've been on that show many times myself, nevertheless, the actual evidence of genuine like, UFO activity in the ancient world is not as strong as some people think. You go look at the evidence. There are some good Cases, we can call them that, some of them, and many which are not that good. I'm just going to say that here. I'll, I'll come back to that. I've talked about this on my website. And it's not that there is no case for it, but it's the way I see it is we had for a long period of time a low-level interaction, observation with these beings, maybe with one group of these beings possibly. But then something appears to have changed over the last century. You can push it to maybe a century and a half, go, go back into the 19th century, where we do start seeing more and more credible, reliable reports of actual craft, objects, mechanical objects. By 
seemingly reliable witnesses much, much more, and certainly exploding within in the 20th century with these types of reports. The scale, the, the quantity, there's no comparison. And you can say, yes, there's more of us now. We have better means of detecting them. All true. That's going to generate more UFO reports. I agree. However, when you really look at the massive difference between then and now, uh, I, I don't think you can just attribute it to the fact that we can detect these better. After all, think of uh, the world in uh, the 1880s, okay? Now, they weren't super modern the way we are today, but they were scientific. They were modern in many ways. Uh, they were just every bit as intelligent as we are. Plus, they were outdoors more than we are, probably looking at mm -hmm. the sky more than we do today, very likely. And yet, guess what? There wasn't a sense of a UFO phenomenon for people of that generation. There just was not. And so why is that? Well, I think the most logical conclusion is that they weren't seeing it because it wasn't happening in the numbers that it happened in later years. That's that's what I think. So in other words, something... So what are you thinking about that? He's basically saying that it really started in the, in, in the, in the modern world when, you know, nukes basically came up and we, we started uh, testing nuclear weapons. And well, I mean, we've got enough um, historical uh, paintings and um, records and stuff like that to show that I don't really think that's the case. I can't remember the one uh, in particular that I'm thinking of. I th uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. There, uh, there's, a, there's a ton yeah. of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the one in particular I'm thinking of is... Um, the Jesus one or Mary... Uh... There's that one, but uh, the one I'm thinking of in particular, it, it shows like a, a firefight that's happening over the skies of, I don't know, ah, some year. Germany. I think Germany, yeah. somewhere in Germany. Yeah, it was or Germany. Sweden, I thought Sweden. it was Austria, maybe. Oh, yeah. And, and, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't really it was matter. A war. Yeah, some kind of war going on. Exactly right, and and yeah. and I, you know, I mean, this could go. We we again, this could be another a whole another episode. Um, I I don't think people were super, you know, dumb until about a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago. <laughs> You know, and so I think something I, I think a lot of stuff was seen historically. I think a lot of stuff was seen um, and documented yeah. um, in the skies. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a book that Jack Valley co-authored. I forget what it's called now, but I think he went even back to like one A.D. And Dolan should know about this. But, you know, I guess it doesn't help his argument saying that it's, it's all happening now. But anyway, but he, he even detected not detected, but there was. There was stuff in ancient Egypt. There was stuff. Alexander the Great, apparently he was helped by mm -hmm. by crafts, like, you know, for his invasions. Um, what, who else? Like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, well, and even uh, the founding Biblical of... Stuff. Even, even the founding of, uh, was it, Con Constantinople? No, not Constantinople, yeah. Modern-day Istanbul. Yeah. I, right. I didn't know there was something there. What happened there? Well, it was founded because he saw a, a cross oh, in the sky. Right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, and that's when that's when he, he converted. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's he converted the, to uh, Christianity because he saw that cross in the sky. I mean, that's why he started. He put crosses on the shields of all of his men and stuff. So um, you know, and I, I, like I said, I don't think those people were like. Uh, backwards savages no. who no. couldn't understand the way the world worked. No, 
you know? Not at all. I mean, no, they were very intelligent. They've always been intelligent. They're not different, you know? Maybe they're even more intelligent than us. Um, in, in I think, way. I mean, that that's the thing is, I don't know. That's kind of my opinion is that I think people were, well, they were certainly more spiritual, but I, I do kind of get the feeling that they were, that they were a lot more smart than the modern human. I mean, um, maybe they've always been guiding us to, and now maybe there is more because we're in this in a place where they they're more comfortable coming, like, like piercing in, mm-hmm. you know, or something, you know. So he's right and wrong. I mean, yeah, because if you look at history, why are they always there with the winners, mm-hmm. right? Whoever's winning. Um, well, and, and just like in, I mean, I don't know. Okay, so I, boy, all right, I'm, I'm about to get the, the podcast canceled. Why? Um, no, do it. Okay, do it. So I was gonna say stereotypes exist mm-hmm. for a reason, right? Yeah, they do. And generalization. So, and yeah. Going off of that, I think, um, like legends and fairy tales and all that stuff, like it didn't come out of nowhere. It's all right. based on something. Like I go and I think about the fairies or the fae, uh, as some people mm-hmm. call them. You know, and and people refer to them as little people coming out of the woods. They would take you someplace and give you a gift. And what does that right. sound like today? That sounds like the greys. That sounds like aliens. It does. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it's stuff like I, when I said stereotypes exist for a reason, I just mean like legends and stories and fairy tales and all this stuff. Stereotypes. It all comes from someplace. It doesn't just come out of thin air. No, no, it doesn't. Right. I mean, as, as and that, us as humans, it is it is something unique in us where we're, we're able to generalize, you know, and that, that just it helps us. Um, I, it helps us categorize things in our brains. You know, it doesn't mean that we paint a, a broad brush and we shouldn't. But there are stereotypes and generalizations about things and the universe and people. And just, you know, it, that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, um, it, it comes at, at some Oh, 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 dangerous territory. It, there's a kernel of truth hiding in there, I think. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying, I don't, you know, I'm not generalizing anyone, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything bad about anybody. I'm just saying there's a kernel of truth in all of this stuff, I believe. Well, let's 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 bring it back to something uh, historical, as in like it keeps us safe. So if we didn't generalize about when we lived in the jungle, the desert, or anything, we can get killed. You know, if we have right. to generalize that something's behaving a certain way, it's going to attack me, right? So you generalize just to, to protect yourself. I think that's where it comes from, too. Yes. Oh, right? I, I, yeah. I, wrong thing. Yeah. You, I think you put it a better way than I did. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. But, okay, so, the, so that, that begs the question, uh, you know, why <laughs> – you, <got, laughs> you know, why are we so terrified of things with big uh, heads and, and big eyes? Or, yeah. Or insects and stuff like that. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah. it comes from someplace. It does come from someplace. And they're, maybe they're not benevolent, you know, and right. that's a good point. Um, so here we go with the nice uh, ads I'm getting. So uh, group, <laughs> group says UFO F-16s engaged in dogfight over bad acts. Oh, I think it's a city called Bad Acts. No, I, uh, oh, man, I, I'm moving to Bad Acts. That's a cool-ass <laughs> name. It is, according to an organization known as known as the National UFO Reporting Center. All right, two military jets engaged an object referred to as an unidentified aerial phenomenon over bad acts early this month. F-16s engaged in a dogfight apparently on June third. Um, so this is uh, this is a crazy thing to 
to witness. The Jets fired anti-missile flares like it was under direct attack. Anyway, there's a lot of this stuff going on in our skies. So yeah. we can this, this crazy story. Yeah, we're in a... Um... A terrifying uh, t- part of history right now. I mean, obviously, there's all the Ukraine-Russia stuff. Um, we've got U.S. Um, involved in... I mean, I'm thinking about the like the balloons that were reported. I mean, we've got stuff like this going on. Uh, there's just... It just it does seem like there's a lot of um, UFO and UAP movement, I'll say. Yeah, there is. And, you know, they've always been attracted to war or maybe it might be tragedy. It might be dead bodies. Who knows? Like, oh, oh food. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's right. always, yeah. Yeah. This is the, the Scientology talk from last week. I mean, if they're feeding off of if they're feeding off of negative emotions, um, I mean, now is a really good time to uh, to do that. Yeah, well, exactly. OK. And, and so um, obviously we t- we touched on it a few weeks ago, maybe like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a flap going on in, in Colombia, and yeah, I, I think, and I said this to you earlier today, I think there's a f- another flap going on in Poland. Um, yeah, I sent you some uh, or one clip, and mm-hmm. yeah, those and that's the sphere again. Mm-hmm. Right well, and there. and you know, I of course I'm obsessed with uh, John Kill's uh, uh, the Mothman prophecies, and yeah. you know, supposedly. According to him, Mothman was being seen all over the place in uh, uh, what, was Chicago? it Chicago? No, it was well, well yeah, yes, but also yeah. West Virginia, where they had the the Silver Bridge collapse. Oh, oh, was that? Oh, that was in Virginia. Oh, well, oh shoot, oh, West Virginia. No, you might. Yeah, I think you're right. Or I, I just forget where that bridge was now. I was just I was just pulling my book off the shelf. West Virginia, 1966. Wow, oh, man, I can't. I actually Why got something right Virginia? Because that's that one story, uh, the, uh, the something monster. Uh, it was it crashed in West Virginia, and then they saw it in New York. Anyway, I forget the name now. I, I know I know what you're talking about, and yeah, I, I yeah. Um, so here's this really interesting. Uh, during during Grush's interview, he mentioned here during his interview with Coulthard, Coulthard. Uh, Grush maintained that Article 3 of the treaty is, is a nuclear treaty. United Nations nuclear treaty is aimed particularly at UFOs. And it says here, Article 3, the parties undertake to notify each other immediately in the event of detection by missile warning systems of unidentified objects or in the event of signs of interference with these systems or with related communications facilities. If such occurrences could create a risk of outbreak of nuclear war between the two countries. This is between the U.S. and Russia. Okay, great. I was just about to ask you the two. I was going to clarify with you which two countries it was yeah. referring to. United States of America and the, Uni- and the Union of Soviet USSR, basically here and after referred to as the parties. So this is after we've had we've had experiences with these uh, these crafts. Um, Woo! That was a great ad you just closed. I was enjoying that. <laughs> you see your or yeah. <laughs> uh, i've never even looked at like uh none of these are are targeted by the way because they're all rounded look at this one, this one? <laughs> wow wow there's on their on their on their breast 20 when plus did... airport videos look at this gun <laughs> when did ads get so sexy i'm just <laughs> look, kidding ads it's uh they say sex sells for a reason it's because Every every ad you see has something to do with sex, just so they can get you to uh, purchase whatever they're selling. 
Well, thank Sorry, you. that's completely, <laughs> completely off topic. I'll be bright red right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's that. You know, there's language in there, uh, uh, you know, in a treaty about, about UFOs in the 1970s. And, you know, it's uh, it's important. And yeah, it's just part, it just, it's part of history. I was going to say, it just, you know, just goes to show. I know all the UFO UAP stuff is coming out now, it feels like, which is great. Yeah. Again, nothing against that. Um, it's, but you know, the government governments across the world have been taking this seriously for such a long time and finding ways to call people crazy for talking about it. Yeah. And, I mean, emba yeah. Embarrassing. I mean, 10, 10 years ago, you couldn't even talk about, uh, UFOs and, and stuff like that because you'd be labeled, uh, uh, oh, he's the UFO okay. guy. Like he's the UAP guy. Uh -huh. well, laugh the and they all laugh and think yeah. ridiculous. I mean, Ten years ago, I was uh, just wrapping up college, but I was obsessed with UFOs, and I would like—I can't tell you—I know at least one girlfriend who just like told me how ridiculous it was that I was spending time, you know, thinking about this stuff. Dude, the arguments I used to have with people—I'm talking about—it used to be—it's to get into screams, and then I got—I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I really don't care. So when people start arguing, I'm like, listen, I'm not arguing with you. I don't need proof. You do. You're an idiot. And that's what I was like, and that's how it ended. I'm like, that's it. I'm not talking about it. I, yeah. you know what I mean, like, what do I get out of it trying to convince you? Because it's not going to work. So right. you know, have a good one. And 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 now, you know, in the meantime, you know, we're sitting here. We, we're making a podcast about it, and they're probably like, oh yeah, UFOs. That's a pretty cool thing. And they don't even think about the time ten years ago when they told uh -huh, you uh -huh. how crazy yeah. you were for believing in this kind not. of stuff. It's just like the COVID people, you know. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Don't even get me started. Now, now they're all like, yeah. Well, of course it was. You know, from the lab. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Whatever. I mean, and yeah, and talk about crazy. Uh, technology. Nice segue. Uh, that we thought was crazy ten years ago. Look at this. Scientists report creation of first human synthetic model embryos. Oh, this is going to end well for sure. So I mean, and it's from stem cells. So they're saying we don't need a we don't need an egg. We don't need uh, sperm to make this embryo. We can create it just from stem cells. Right. So they're calling these embryo-like structures. Um, well, keep, you know what? Thing, though, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really tired of like the the racism between white and black and Asian and whatever stuff. Now we can be racist against um, synthetic versus natural humans. Th that'll be fun. I can't wait yeah. for that. And you know why does it have to be coming? That out? was sarcasm, by the way, listeners. Yes, home. for those that don't know, slash sark. But you know, it, 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 why is it coming out now when we have um, low sperm counts? People are not having kids anymore. Trans agenda, gay agenda. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just all these things where humans are not procreating anymore. And then these things start coming out. You know, it's just weird. It's scary it's stuff, man. I, I'm, you know, it'll obviously only time will tell uh, with stuff like this. But I, I would be really interested to, to meet with a synthetic human <laughs> and just see what they're all about. You know what's crazy is that uh, the Greys always have like you know uh, hybrids in like uh, <sighs> in, in 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 these tubes. That's been since, since the sixties. They've been seeing that, right? Yeah, that's um, what we should do a, a deep dive on. This, the, oh yeah, what, with the hybrid the hybridization program. Yeah, yeah, that and, might be was, a really fun one. And there's plenty of material fun. there. There is, and uh, and them calling us containers. So that's what this this makes me think of because. 
we're containers of like a soul basically and these yeah don't so have, these don't have that so that's that's what i was thinking that's why i said i would love to meet a synthetic human and see what they're yeah. all about because right that that's i'm really thankful you brought that up the human soul what makes us us mm-hmm. um that's it often and that kind of seems like the, to be the common theme uh amongst alien abductions and them doing the hybrid program and all that mm-hmm. they're trying to capture that human soul i mean like pe- people uh well women i'll say not it's not always women but it's most women when they get abducted they're reported to you know the aliens tell them hey you know this is your child uh nurture it you know help it grow and stuff like that yeah because human human children die when they're not taken care of and the aliens or the greys have they cannot take care of these things like they can't hold it and love it and a, a, a human child if, it, if it's not loved will die mm-hmm. so that's why they bring them in right and they give them these hybrid babies and like please love it <laughs> so, right yeah because, and the term so we always talk about how uh, different aliens are, but it's a fun, f- fun or funny concept to think about aliens coming to Earth and not understanding how love works. And so they want to they want to see, OK, love it, you know, yeah. do it. And like it's not a physical thing. It's an emotional thing. And they're like, right. well, what's that? Yeah. You know, show I, us. And you're like, I so can't bizarre. show you. They want to. Yeah, they want to see the um, the physicality of of love and stuff and they because they can't fathom it that's a cool idea to me i like that yeah and and, but but then it confuses me because if they talk about you know that they understand consciousness really well and this is all about consciousness then then why don't they understand that i guess i guess it comes back then to these things are i you know are are just androids or ai that have lost who their creators are you know in a way and they're trying to just figure it out something like something like that i think you just came up with the next book i'm gonna start working on <laughs> what, yeah exactly what, that'd be a cool movie too huh <laughs> yeah uh, yeah what, all right, of, what do you got next all right this was uh filmed in infrared it it uh, nothing showed up on the real camera but on infrared camera this showed up yeah this is great footage <laughs> so right. fast the, obviously I mean, the clouds are there Obviously, there's there's no sound. So I'm going to describe this video. So obviously, it's from a boat that's parked in a marina someplace, um, and you just see something. I, I, I don't even. It goes by so fast, um, you can't even make out the shape of it, really. Um, but it just flies across the night sky, you know, from the camera's point of view. And it is just it can't be a bird or a bug because of how, I mean, you can't, I mean, it, it seems like it's going so fast. It leaves a, a, a trail of, um, I can't remember what it's called when something goes through air. So fast. Contrail. Yeah. A, a contrail, but not I like a plane. I mean, this thing is huge, not huge. It's, you know, it, it's not airplane shaped is what I'm trying to say. There you go. Nice pause. It's like a cigar shaped thing, right? Yeah. Look at that. Uh, it's, like, very cool. it's like the engine is pulsing. Yeah, very cool footage. Um, yeah. Gone, but it leaves behind the, the smoke or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. th- th- this account, Think Tank, pretty cool on, on Twitter. Definitely recommend uh, following. What's the, what's the at? It's at 528vibes. He gets a lot of shit too, but you know he takes it well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. if you're in the UFO community, you've got a lot going against you. 
Speaking of the UFO community, this there's a mini documentary out on Ingo Swan. For those who don't know, Ingo Swan was he was a um, he was a remote viewer, very talented remote viewer. He he saw Jupiter's rings before they before our before uh, they were discovered before they were discovered stuff on Mars. He used to uh, go see aliens at the far side of the moon. And he's you know, got crazy, crazy stories yeah. <laughs> about what he saw on the moon. By the way, um, okay. So if, if anyone wants an intro on Ingo Swan, our buddy, I'll call him our buddy. Um, the Y Files has a great video on him. Oh, Just, he does, huh? Did you, does. did you watch his last night, the the Roswell ones? So uh, it's been in my queue. Uh, okay. That's something I'm, gonna, I'm going to watch this weekend. That's really good. Yeah. So anyway, let's, let's play this. It's a really short yeah. clip uh, from Ingo Swan's uh, mini documentary. Uh, it's about um, Axelrod. I guess they're saying Axelrod is a hybrid or an alien. He works for the government, something like that. Anyway, here let's play this. Axelrod, would you like to see a UFO, Ingo? I said, oh, yeah. So we got in a mysterious aircraft and flew up to somewhere. <laughs> and we got to this lake <laughs> waiting for the UFO. Wait, wait, was that you laughing? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I know I, I've watched this video, but I totally... So, you know, it, it's got the intro leading up to it, and then it shows, shows this guy, and he's just got a big got a cigar, cigar. <laughs> yeah. with yeah. these Buddhas behind him. Yeah. It's oh, so wait, good. look at that. There's a flame there right on the cigar. Is that meant? That's crazy. I, I think it's it. in the picture behind him. It just happened to line up. Whoa. Your, your, pause, your pause game is on point, my man. <laughs> Both to appear. I said, how do you know one's going to appear? Because we know it. Well, how? So, of course, I thought we'd see a nice disc <laughs> coming in from somewhere. But what happened instead was there's sort of a ball of energy that formed over the lake. It sent out purple lightning things. And it grew and grew and grew until a multicolored triangle. I think it was quite large. And it hovered the lake, hovered over the lake and started sucking up the water. Now, I hadn't expected to see anything like that anywhere at any time. All right, that is so cool. Um, for those of you who don't know who Ingo Swan is, I-N-G-O-S-W-A-N-N, -N, um, very interesting character. Um, I would look into him, but yeah, he's a remote viewer, and uh, he saw some crazy stuff. And this, you know, what is one of those things that he 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 saw yeah and uh the government used them you know to 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 basically be spy on the russians and these things but also to spy on aliens you know on the moon on mars mm -hmm. and <laughs> you think you think we're joking that that's why um uh adam and i just had a long off the air conversation um look into ingo swan because you'll see he worked for the government they used yeah. him yeah. and asked him to remote view uh, things like Mars and the moon and Jupiter and all these other things. It's bizarre. Our government did and does care about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and it's not, they say truth is great is scarier than fiction. It is, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, what's that series? Uh, uh, stranger things. I mean, that stuff is based on real, I mean, not exactly. It, but, it's based you know, on the Montauk project. <laughs> yes. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. And creating these, these, these humans that have these, uh, 
abilities through trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, our government's been doing this for a long time, man. And we can get into that later about trauma-based mind control. I mean, that's that's a lot of what COVID was and 9-11 and like so many other things. But they and don't the other work. thing about Ingo Swan and the reason he got so popular is because he was really, I mean, I'm not going to say like super accurate, like he got everything right. I'm just saying mm-hmm. the things that he saw ended up being, you know, uh, more fact than it was fiction. Yeah, and if you go through this documentary, he's a remote viewing part right here. And Hal Putoff was Hal Putoff was in. I mean, he's another guy that we should know and talk about. But he was yeah. in charge of the remote viewing thing, and he said he tried. He goes, he goes, I set up the experiments, and they shouldn't have worked. And he goes, they all worked with Ingo Swan. They all worked. You know what I mean? And, and they were even shocked by how how yeah. accurate this was. And anyone now can can learn remote viewing. I told you and, and our listeners, you know, months ago that I started a course and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I can do it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how accurate it can be. And when you when you do it, you're like what? I actually got that, you know, kind of thing. Um, that's so but, cool, man. Yeah, the mind is something else, especially especially the subconscious mind. It is yeah. something else. Absolutely. Um, oh, and this is for the debunkers out there. These guys did a scientific study of the gimbal uh, footage from 2004. Mm. Um, it's it's only 17 minutes long, but they scientifically go through everything, showing that this was a craft, nuts and bolts craft, that anomalous behaviors that we can't do with physics we don't understand. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's really cool. And I think they submitted it to Arrow too, so they can take a look at it. But here, take take a listen. If we plot this potential flight path in the local frame of reference, which is in its local air mass, neglecting the influence of wind, it looks like this. Here, the compression of the lines of sight occurs later and is a remarkable match with the timing of the rotation of the object observed in the gimbal video, seen here. This path corresponds to the blue curve in the speed graph above. As described previously, the object's long continuous rotation is noted by the yellow shaded region in the upper figure. And as noted previously, the object needs to climb by a few hundred feet in this scenario. Intriguingly, close analysis of the video yields evidence of this climb. Here we see three frames from the video, each two seconds apart. The images are stitched together to maintain a continuous and flat cloud cover, as can be observed from the rise of the object above the orange line as well as the rise of the artificial horizon and velocity vector above the red line. This segment of the video, which coincides with the vertical U-turn predicted in the reconstructed close flight path, corresponds to a slight rise of the object above the cloud layer. This is further evidence that the so-called vertical U-turn flight path corroborates witness accounts. Now, a brief note on alternative theory. All right, so I, I, I missed... I missed what I wanted to play it at, but he. It's uh, it's okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I. That's a little little dry for me. Um, yeah, but it's I'm cool. Not play the whole thing, but yeah, <clears throat> it's cool that these guys, um, you know, like took the time and like did the actual like science, you know, behind the footage just to prove that it's not fake. So yeah, and not the, another jet like Mick West would say. Hi, hi Mick. <laughs> high, high cia and fbi yeah. listening to us yeah exactly <clears throat> I, oh yeah we we get yeah anyway <laughs> uh no i mean you know this thing so for people who don't know the, the gimbal uh video it's the tic tac video the famous now famous or should i say infamous 
Tic Tac video. And basically they did a bunch of analysis on it, you know, to prove that it's not, you know, it's not fake. Um, I mean, still, it's some of the coolest footage. Obviously, now it's some of the most well-known. Yeah. Um, you know, this stuff, uh, I mean, it, it, it's real. You know, it, it's, and it has been real. And it's just so cool to see that, um, you know, I feel validated. <laughs> after <laughs> believing in all this stuff for so long. And now to see it um, analyzed like this, it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. And, you know, your your gut feeling was right. And, you know, it's not like you just probably went into it saying, oh, this has to be true. You know, for me, I was I kept going back and forth. I I, th I think I've said this before, but for me, when I said, all right, that's it. It's 100 percent true is when I saw a DVD in the early 2000s of a Canadian uh, satellite operator that downloaded all the NASA feeds that were off the record. Right. They weren't public. Um, but he had access to that because he was a satellite operator, right? Mm -hmm. And he and he recorded all this footage and then only released on this DVD, which was weird, anomalous stuff like coming from deep space and stopping and you know all that stuff. Us shooting at them, I'm like, okay, that's it. It's 100 percent uh, true, and it's aliens, and it's not us. You know, when I saw those, uh, because it wasn't publicly released, it wasn't doctored. This guy just downloaded it and then released it, kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's just bizarre footage and uh yeah it's good when you come to that conclusion that you're like okay you know i'm not crazy and but yeah i seen this now and coming to the mainstream this was ttsa and osap and it was declassified from the navy and the navy said these are truly anomalous and it was a great time in 2017 you know and it sucks that <laughs> oh like, yeah. those years <laughs> so many Five years, years ago, ago. 2017 <laughs> so i was just a wee lad <laughs> that was a long time ago huh? six years ago almost yeah wow. no it's definitely time time flies man uh but this has been going on for a while i don't know if you want me to play this um i know we're at an hour already and we still have i don't know one to like a, probably a handful of things left to uh, mm. oh, but run the Shum forest uh it's about eight minutes but it's the guy who he talks about what he saw in the run the Shum forest incident maybe if like if you could summarize this I or mean, yeah. Like pick like a 10 or 15. I know I'm asking a lot of you right now. So people who are curious, Rendlesham Forest is essentially the Roswell of the UK. That's what it's um, referred to. Um, these U.S. military people who were... Um, it was a nuclear base, too. Huh? It was a nuclear base. Right. It was yeah. a nuclear base that these U.S. Uh, military people were um, stationed at. Um, they... I, they saw something in the woods. It's hard to, it, it was a triangular craft. It landed, it glowed, um, but it has got all these corroborating witnesses and, um, you know, people who were involved. Um, very, very cool story. It happened in the 70s, I want to say. In was the, it the 70s, 70s, yeah. And I always thought it was just an AI craft or something. But then listening to this, the guy said there were beings. Yeah. Light beings, though. And, but, you know, last week when we first uh, did this, you told me that there's issues with this Larry Warren guy. I can't uh, remember. So there's a lot of names associated with the story. And one of them, there's, I, I can't even see that. That's the problem. I can't even remember who the two the two people were that actually. Wait, he's, but he's not the guy who got the download. There was someone who got a download of binary right. language, right? It's not this guy. But there, but there's obviously plants among amongst, 
you know, the people that are, are involved in the story. Plants, by plants, mm-hmm. I mean people who are that were told to lie and make stuff up and make make yeah. it goofy and weird to discredit the people who actually came forward and saw this thing. Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't remember. I I couldn't remember. I thought Larry Warren was one of them, but I might be wrong. There's one guy in particular I'm thinking of. I can't remember who it is. Anyway, okay. I mean, and and he, in this interview, he seems uh, pretty. Yeah. Um, How many guys went forward? Uh, there was the guys with the radiac stuff. There were two of them. Unfortunately, it was me and Sergeant Bastenza because we were told to go in and mark them, and we were that close. So probably at one point five feet from this. Sergeant Bastenza. What's what's his first name? Adrian Bastenza. And in relation to where you are. Yeah. How far away is Adrian? He's where where you and I are right so now. So you're more or less stood right next he was, to each other. He was, I so was this, here, he was there. So he's pretty close. Left. And yeah. then what? It was like the surface of this thing was alive, it, it, you know, which I've never really described it that way. I always try to kind of step away from this part of it because you're trying to grasp something you actually can't. But I can see it, you know, but it, it's alive. It's a changing. But the shape of it and the structure to it was exactly never changed. It's it's uh, a skeleton. It's outer exoskeleton. That was the same. Oh, so the outer structure shape remained the same, but within... It was just, you could not, it would distort. You'd start getting a grip and then it would all... You know what's what's crazy is that, you know, he says there was cameras and all these, a lot of the, a lot of these things, there's cameras and, you know, where's this footage? Is it seriously just lost forever? Well, so because this was on a, on a government base, especially one of nuclear capabilities, all of this stuff... Uh, is heavily, heavily classified. classified. People who have been uh, involved in this story, they've said that they there's a lot more they could tell, but they they can't, or they'll be, uh, yeah, I'll use the word, persecuted by the government. How it's, it's extremely me. frustrating. There, there is a lot to to Rendlesham. I personally, I love it. Um, I, I love, I love the the really bad debunking of it where they thought all the debunkers say it was the lighthouse. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah stupidest the, lighthouse. Thing, the stupidest thing in the world. Honestly, people listening, um, I'm sure you know what Rendlesham is. If you don't, I would look up the Rendlesham forest incident in the UK. Um, I mean, they found, they found, you know, in, like impact spots on the ground. Uh, these people had missing time. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, it feels like a lot of people on the base were involved. Oh yeah. That binary code. And yeah, yes, there is, there's, there's, yeah, the, uh, there's audio. Cause one of them was like speaking into a recording device while it was happening. You can, that's all declassified. You can listen to the whole thing. Yeah. While it was happening live. Um, absolutely bizarre. So. Very cool. And the binary code. I mean, we could do a whole, a whole episode on that. Yeah, that'd be a good one actually. Because uh, what's the, how, how do you take that? Because it makes sense, right? Doesn't it make sense? Is is uh, the code that he right. it's etched in him is his brain? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, very very cool stuff. But let's move on. Very cool, and you know, just and now you know with all these crash retrievals coming out and Grush and and you know we started this with with Michael Schrat and Dolan and they all come back to this guy right here, um, Leonard Stringfield. And he he had an experience in 1945, right, on a plane. He was in the military. It was like three weeks after the, the atom bomb was dropped on Japan. 
and they almost crashed because of this UFO, but then it, it left them. Uh, and then the plane didn't crash anymore. Something like that. When it came in contact, it messed with the plane. It was going to crash. They left and then they, the plane worked. Okay. But many people in the <laughs> military came and confided with him and told him stories. So he has books and, and notes about all this. Um, so there was, this came out just recently. It was, uh, he discusses UFO crash retrievals and saucer occupants. It was in 1977. So I'm going to link it, and people should definitely listen to what he what he spoke about. But since then, you know, people have known about these crash retrievals, and it's occupants. It's nothing new. None of it. Yeah. None of it. I mean, the right one of the the common themes of our podcast is we're, we're trying to get out to the general public that the government knows about this and actively covers it up, and it's been going on for a lot longer than you think. Yeah, exactly. And could you imagine just how far? more advanced these corporations are and no wonder why they act the way they act just i mean yeah just just this all like just try to simulate this right and just and, and where we are in 2023 and just how our how our government and politicians and corporations behave they treat humanity seriously like a slave race yeah know? i was just gonna say um yeah. i mean look at look at our poor uh people who are in the military and what happens to, to their lives when they come back from um yeah, active right. duty uh yeah. they are just they, yeah they're treated absolutely horribly um you know so you could imagine what our government might do uh to somebody who was in, like closely involved with one of these ufo things yeah and if, if you, and if you've if you've been able to keep all this secret and this knowledge secret you would look at the human population as just idiots yeah complete idiots and that's why it gives you the excuse to you know treat us like they have been treating us and here's bob bigelow great interview he did with this channel i didn't know about before uh, called new thinking aloud with uh jeffrey mishlove but is a great interview and here he's asking about nids which is the uh which is the organization that he started which had skinwalker ranch for i don't know mm -hmm. 20 30 years he worked with the defense intelligence agency anyway this clip is cool because it's about people asking him if he ever saw any material. Uh, so let's take a listen. And a lot of photographs. Um, looking at uh, doing forensics on uh, materials extracted from different places and so on. Usually, if anybody has anything, well, people say, "Well, you know, what? What? You? You? Did you find? Did you come across something?" Well, it, the, the the question is is silly because. The if you have if you ever have anything that's that's really more than just a piece of material, you're not going to say anybody that I don't have anything, but you're not going to say to anybody that you do because it could be confiscated. Mm -hmm. You know, it depends on the on the the pedigree of where how you acquired it and who also had it. And at one time, was it the federal governments? So if it's one time the federal governments, all of a sudden you have it, and now you're the bullseye. Right on trying to extract it from you, right, and um, and so, in fact, that's why the government has very little. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's corporations that do, and because the FOIA doesn't work with corporations, that, that's the main reason. So, Meaning the Freedom of Information Act. Yeah, exactly. There we go. And he was in there. Bugalo was in there. He was a U.S. contractor. He's basically saying he was given material too. He's basically saying that. 
You know, yeah. was it the federal government's performance? Because <clears throat> he said, he, people want to know we can't because corporations are immune from FOIA. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah very cool clip. Yeah. And, and it's a great interview. He said he reveals a lot of things. He goes into basically uh, also he's saying that we couldn't reverse engineer many of these things because it's based in consciousness or on consciousness. And now he's. He sold uh, Skinwalker Ranch, obviously, mm-hmm. to that new to that new group, and now he's only focused on consciousness and understanding consciousness. Yeah, I feel like it's it's really telling that a lot of the big names in the UFO world, uh, they start out with men from Mars, and they end up going into the consciousness realm. Like they move away from nuts and bolts uh, UFO yeah. craft yeah. to you know some something a lot more. I'll use the word psychedelic. <laughs> because we, because we wouldn't understand them any other way, um, you know. And maybe that's and this this works to this to this new clip. Um, and he's not the only one using this. I think Grush said it. He called it ontological shock. And now, uh, what's her name? Uh, Pasulka uh, from American Cosmic. She's using ontological shock. So, well, I'm really excited to re re remember this. <laughs> yeah, this guy's cool. I've never. I, I follow him now. I don't know who this guy is, but just his his demeanor and what he talks about. It's a three minute clip. I don't know if I want to do the three minutes, but I want I want his his opinion about ontological uh, shock though, and what that means. That is going to expose us to the truth, which is we're not alone. We're not even. It's not that we're not alone in the universe. We're not alone on Earth, and that's going to be something that people haven't considered. Most people have not considered this, and that is the ontological shock. And I mm-hmm. think as we gear up for that sort of disclosure event. Um, it is going to shake us to our foundation. It's going to make us question everything, everything we've been told by our parents, by our teachers, by our government, by our, our religious leaders. Everything we've been told is going to be um, shaken. <laughs> it's going to be questioned. It's going to it's going to be suspect, and, and no one's going to know what to think. And it's going to cause a lot of chaos. And I think this is why the leaders, and I use the word leaders lightly, the people in charge, um, have been so reluctant to actually disclose what they know because. I think that it's far closer to home than we think. I think that most of the beings that we're dealing with are descendants of us, have manipulated us, have probably engineered us, and probably live here. (laughs) And that's not something a lot of people want to think about. We like to think about, hey, they are so far away, and we don't have to worry about it. So I'll get into a lot of this in another video, but I think the most important takeaway from all this is the ontological shock. Prepare yourself, be humble, and realize that we might have been wrong. You might have been wrong. I might have been wrong. Most of the stuff that you've been told might have been wrong. And there's a very good chance that we just simply don't know. We don't really know who we are, what we are, where we are, why we are, and who is responsible for all this. But I think that the beings that have kept us in the dark for all this time are about to shine some light on some things. And we're not real sure what that light is going to illuminate and show. But I think that as we gear up for this and get ready for it, the people that are going to have the smoothest and most positive transition into our new world are going to be the ones that are accepting and open to whatever that light shows. So you have to release some of your fears, release some of your belief systems, and go into this new era completely open-minded and excited <laughs> and, and ready for whatever that light shows. So basically he's saying... Ont, onto how do you say onto ontological ontological, ontological, ontological shock. shock ontological yeah. shock 
is the realization that your world and your reality and your universe is not what you think it is. Is that, am I getting the yep. gist of it? Exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's, it's your, your world is just uh, shattered. Which yeah. You, and, yeah. I mean, I, I, and that's what, that's what's been from the beginning, but you know, enough, I think, yes, there's still some people that's going to, it's going to shock. It's not the majority of the population anymore. Uh, those people just have to deal with it. You know, and not yeah. and not scream demons and the devil. <laughs> and this has been this has been the theory as to why the government has not released any of this stuff up until oh, now yeah. is because it's been so shocking mm -hmm. um, that it would freak out your your average day to day person. Um, and we covered this uh, last week with that CIA guy that they wanted to remember that the government actually sued him not to release his book, but he even said the same thing that it would that it will just shake too much of our civilization including our power structure uh, basically the people in charge they want to stay in charge okay uh, this is important so former missile officer ufo whistleblower demonstrates tremendous courage. Wait, wait, wait 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 we need a better uh yeah so this is this is more uh more support for grush from the inside from ex-military people uh supporting him um which you know we haven't seen this from any other whistleblower. Exactly. This is new. And every day someone else comes 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 forward and gives support to him. Uh, this recent one, he's a retired U.S. Air Force captain. He was involved in a UFO incident at a missile launch control center in the Minot Missile Field in 1966. Is that is that uh, Montana? Minot? Minot? Minot. I don't recognize it. Okay. Um, so... UFO stands. Uh, wait, is this what he's saying? The Minot Minot Launch Control Center saucers <laughs> cited as one indication of outer space visitors. So anyway, this guy's coming forward saying that he's saying that that Grush is very brave uh, for coming out and saying this. He goes, "It is my hope that David Grush will become a national hero in his release of a monumental secret, which is something the American people should have known about long ago." Grush has demonstrated tremendous courage that few people would dare exhibit and with no benefit to himself, Shindell said. As for me, I have no trouble in relating to him and, and I have no trouble imagining the thoughts he must have about the position he has put himself into. However, he has a huge number of people backing him, including former military, but also many other in government and the private sector who know the truth. Those who have previously been involved in protecting and supporting the secret but who are now having second thoughts should consider that it is now their time to step forward. Also, all should gather around to help join and support David Grush. I think I'm not is in uh, North Dakota, North Dakota. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, right, right up there. Yeah, right. Exactly. And secret. I think that's a good place to, to end this, you know, and I, we support Grush. I, I sent you a really funny meme, but it's uh, about Grushmore, Mount Grushmore. Uh, yeah, are, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> people are putting his uh, his picture on onto Mount Rushmore next to the president's. Um, you know, I really hope this guy's not a psyop. I, I I have a feeling he's he's just he's too clean and perfect. You know, he's like a perfect guy to come forward with this. When you look at his career and what he's done, what they've uh, trusted him with, you know, it's yeah. just he's just one of those. He's he, he's an idealist, and he saw the corruption and couldn't handle it. And they tried to screw with him. And he's like, well, I'm going to protect myself and I'm going to spill the beans, basically. Well, the fact that he's so clean is what scares me. 
Yeah. As, as, as we've discussed on the show, I, I'm always going to take the contrarian side. Um, but no, I, I, I think, I think he's telling the truth, but I also, um, and this is the kind of thoughts I have in my, my head all day is I think he's telling the truth, but also I'm going, Oh, I, I think he's telling the truth. Therefore he's lying because it confirms if it confirms my biases or, you know, my, yeah. my beliefs, that means something's up because uh, I'm never right about anything. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm still on the fence, too. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm more I'm, I'm more on the other side, you know, but I'm not completely on the other side yet. I'm definitely the, not. I'm, I'm not on the it's a psyop side completely like I was in the beginning. The thing is, I, I, I think if um, I think if all UFO UAP um stuff was fake yeah um i don't think there would have been this huge cover-up of like stuff like roswell that been, that's been going on for decades yeah I, you right. know rendlesham's another one yeah. if it was fake it wouldn't you know the government wouldn't be so concerned about it so i, I tend to i'm leaning towards the side that grush is probably telling the truth but as we've seen with the government with their whistleblowers and stuff like that they come forth and tell and tell the truth, but or they they tell a story, and only a little bit of it is the truth. Yeah, and what I liked about him too is that Coulthard asked him, he's like, "So how do you know you weren't being taken for a ride or if the psyop?" He goes, "Well, I did think that, you know." And yeah. he was worried about that. And it took him four years, he said, of meticulous investigation, and then he came forward. And good on him. If if that's if 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 this is truly the case, good on him. Yeah, that's what any I think any rational human would do is they get told all this stuff. And and I think this is the whole, you know, theory as to why it hasn't come out really until now is that this whatever this is, this shit is terrifying. It's not. Yeah, yeah. it's not. We're not alone in the universe. Pretty much most people on the planet could at least agree that it's statistically right. very unlikely that we're not alone in the universe. But there's something deeper uh thicker juicier going on here that yeah. has got a lot of people scared i think it's that they're here that they look like us and that they walk the what is it they walk the corridors of the pentagon <laughs> yeah God, can you imagine oh man yeah i mean I, and i used to think when is when when the jabs were happening and the and the mandates I'm like maybe they, it's a way for them to find out who's human and who's not human. You know, I'm, just, I'm trying to think of reasons like why why are they pushing this so much? The jab was it was just a weird time. It, you know? it really it really was. Like I, leave us the hell alone. Like Biden used to say, "We'll send people to your door." I'm like, "Okay, I dare you to." You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this so is just, I mean, uh, God. The what's the what's the saying? The the worst. I think I think I've even said it on the show before from Reagan. Um, the worst thing you could ever hear is I'm from yeah. the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> and I, I still agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the scariest two lines or something. I'm from the yeah. government and I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee whiz, man. All right. Well, you know what? This has been a hell of a show. I really enjoyed yeah. this one. I'm, I'm glad. Sorry. I was so messed up. Uh, last <laughs> time we tried to record it. I feel like this one went a lot, a lot, a lot better. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Definitely fun. There's a lot of content. Yeah, and, uh, and we have we have a lot of content for the next show too. So there's do a we, lot going on. Do we want to explain what's going on in the next couple of weeks? Um, well, yeah. So I I'll be out for the next couple of weeks. So we're gonna record two shows. 
um early one one will be a normal one right where we can just go through uh the events and then one is we're going to do a deep dive or just cover i think we'll do like crash retrievals or something right like top 10 crash retrievals yeah that'd be sweet yeah so i have stringfield's book perfect and so we can just read out of there and see and see what he's covered or what people have confided in him uh obviously these are you know they're great cases uh, they're all from the 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, mm-hmm. and really bizarre. And I guess the question I have for that is why why the obsession with this country? Is it because we were the empire? And do these beings and this subject always is always gravitate to the empire, the, the ruling empire of the time? You know, it's just or our system of government. I don't know. I just don't know. Stuff we can discuss. Yes. in that episode awesome all right well thank you all so much for listening uh this has been the uncovering anomalies podcast uh of course that is adam i am Topher. and um anything any last yeah any last... follow us on twitter <laughs> uap the podcast on twitter we do have a rumble channel uh uap podcast um we're on all the platforms just look up uncovering anomalies podcast and you should find us pretty easily um, leave us feedback let us know how we're doing if you guys want us to cover anything in particular oh support the show too we do have a support url um that's at the bottom of the shows so that'd be nice and and in like two or three years we'll end up selling out and <laughs> creating a patreon and get a bunch of donations from the government to, to tell everyone otherwise so right and do ads i mean that's what i think about the wi files. Yeah. the guy has a patreon had pay a huge patreon and he's doing ads i mean come on dude hell Jeez, yeah <laughs> sell out buddy get it come on aj come on <laughs> Ah, uh, you know what? He he deserves it. He's done yeah, some good work. He does, yeah. And uh, I'll always love Hecklefish. I know he's not <laughs> super popular, but I love he's him. He's not? No, everyone on Reddit hates him. What? I Is love Hecklefish. He's the best, man. Dude, he, I love him. I'm going to get that plushy toy. <laughs> I was thinking about getting a, 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 a coffee mug. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Um, yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Next week. Thank you.